Blog Talk Radio. This is All About Wine, the talk show dedicated to the wine industry since 2009. Featuring winemaker, cellar master, vineyardist, oh, this and is my expert, Ron. Basically, what we're trying to do on this program is to educate people on trying to make wine less confusing and more friendly from coast to coast and around the world. You know, we really have had some sneak people on that program. I love that. I love that. Questions and comments during the live show on our Facebook page at www.facebook.com forward slash all about wine BTR. Again, that's www.facebook.com. Forward slash right all about that. wine. Oh, my God. All about is wine, is, wine on. is on. Here's Ron. <laughs> Yay! 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 Welcome to the show. Yay! Thank you, boss people. Good. Excuse me. We're on official. Yeah, bus people, thanks. <laughs> Warmed up a little yeah. bit down here in Florida. Unlike the rest of the country who's freezing their tushies off, we oh, yeah. are we are warm and comfortable down here in Florida. In fact, had to turn on the AC today. Uh, got a little, little warm in the house. And it's supposed to continue being warm. I just saw some national news, and they said that really bad cold front's going to be working its way across the country over the next few days, affecting... Most all the country putting snow in 46 of the 50 states and all that hmm. again. So, burr. I mean, that's that's a preemptive burr for the cold country there. But yeah. we, we're supposed to continue to be in the 70s during the day and down into low 60s at night, and that's it. So, why hmm. we live in Florida. Yeah. And hmm. let's see, coming up this week before I forget it, Valentine's Day coming up on Sunday. So... Go out and get your Valentine. A uh, survey was done. Flowers and candy, number one thing to give on Valentine's Day. So do, you, you can never go wrong with any one of those two. And then Monday is President's Day. And then Wednesday is Ash Wednesday, starting of the uh, the Easter season, actually. So we got those coming up next Thursday. No guests, but tune in because I've got a bunch of information I'm going to pass on to you that I have been saving up, wait for a time when we didn't have a guest. So yeah. we uh, got that coming up. Good. And speaking of guests, we have one tonight. A Jeff Bradford is supposed to be on. He's supposed to be getting in touch here pretty soon. We expect his call to come through any moment now. Unless he just responded to me and he's mad at me and he's not going to call and just make me sit here and wait for him. We were talking earlier about that. Uh, yeah, a little, uh, little, little, yeah. yeah, a little slow in oh, getting back to him. He said, he said, yeah, that date's good. I'll, I'll get in touch. And so we didn't correspond yeah. for like three weeks, three and a half weeks. And this yeah. about an hour ago, I said, oh, and I sent him, I said, Jeff, you still good for tonight? And he goes, yeah. He emailed me back, says, yeah, I'll call a couple minutes after seven your time. So, so uh, as far as I know, he's going to be calling in, but it's now three minutes after seven our time, four minutes after seven our time. 
And, right. Uh, right. And so, you know, yeah, I'm I'm sure that he's not a flake though, and he will be in touch. Yeah. You know? Right. Because. Um, See. Are you? I thought you were, maybe you were drinking wine there. I thought, wow, what what's no. what, what is Ron drinking tonight? No, I, I, actually, I have no wine. <laughs> I did get a new wine cooler though. The other one was full, really? and so we decided we'd treat ourselves to yet another one, and so we bought ourselves another wine cooler, a uh, little wine refrigerator, and uh, it came in and uh, got it unwrapped and everything and plugged in today. So letting it cool up a little bit here, and uh, good. So we'll get that. Oh, there's Jeff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So uh, I told you he was going to be calling in. He did. He just called in. So we are going to bring Jeff onto the program, and we'll talk with him here. And hello, Jeff. Welcome to All About Wine. Ron, how you doing? I'm doing great. And yourself? I'm doing great. Yeah, I just literally got back from Paso Robles. I was uh, doing uh, filming an episode with uh, Ampelos Winery, uh, talking about biodynamic wines, and uh-huh. um, and also that was actually, actually was in the Lone Pop region. I went down to Paso to talk about uh, regenerative farming um, with Tablas Creek and with uh, Via Creek. So. It's uh yeah, it's been a lot of fun and uh I'm excited to be part of uh part of the show, Ron. Thanks for having me. Well, it's it's great that you're able to take the time to join us tonight. We were looking forward to it. You mentioned uh Tablas Creek. I get their email uh or their not email, their blog and uh what they're doing there. Well they, they are really embracing the uh green uh, farming and all that stuff at Tablas Creek. Yeah, hundred percent. You know, and that's that's one of the things I was I was really fascinated by uh, is because you know first and foremost, you know, I've only been in the wine industry as you could say, telling stories for just under three years. And I remember going down the wine aisle and looking at all the wines, uh, especially here in California, and I started to see all these organic, SIP certified, sustainable, um, and especially stuff that I read. <laughs> And then I started hearing all these buzzwords, uh, regenerative farming and biodynamic. Uh, and that, as a consumer, I was, one, I was confused as hell. I was like, what does this all mean? And me being a storyteller, I was like, which ones gra- did I gravitate towards? Uh, and regenerative farming was one. And as I started doing research, Tablas was at the, the cutting edge of it. Uh, and they opened their doors to allow me to follow them through the 2021 wine season and really wow. talk about what actually regenerative farming means. Uh, what does that look like in the wine industry? And what is it, you know, what does it look like in the winter? What does it look like in the spring and summer? And so I'm, I'm, it, it's, it's so awesome for me to be able to, to come and talk to them and, and, and showcase what it looks like in the winter uh, and talk about regenerative farming and what they're doing and then follow them again through, through all these different seasons up through harvest. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm fortunate uh, that they opened up their doors and allowed me to come and uh, chat with them. They are really, like you say, on the cutting edge of doing all that stuff. I've gotten their blog for some time now and I love reading it because it's just a different approach that they put on for a lot of things. In fact, you mentioned 
a lot of different things there that are happening that I've discussed on the program before with different people and different people who are into it, biodynamics and uh, the SIP program. Uh, I don't mm-hmm. know if you're familiar with that. I am, yeah. It's interesting, Ron. Yeah, it's interesting to me, and I follow your like. You know, that's that's one of the things that as I'm traveling, I I like to, you know, just listen to all these these uh, you know experts, uh, educators in the wine industry, and that's how I came across your channel. I love your channel, and uh, I will tell you, as a consumer, you know, uh, you know, not listening or not consuming information like that, it's it's very confusing, right? So Mm, you know, and. uh, so I can definitely understand that, and I'm just, you know, just like you, I'm trying to make it less confusing for the consumer. And, and there's so many different things out there. Like I said, the SIP program, you know, you, you've got biodynamics, you've got organic, you've got sustainable, all these different things, and they all do mean a little bit something different. But yet yeah. people go, well, you know, I, I don't know what this is, and they taste it, and they say, well, it tastes just like my wine, but they don't understand the whole concept of it. Yeah. And I think this is something that you're doing that's going to be good for it and something we try to do to help people understand everything that goes into these different things. It's not just a little bit. It's it's a commitment. Yeah. Rod, I'd like to ask you a question because here, as I started to deep dive into this and I start to follow other uh, you know, winemakers, wineries, uh, you know, that are sustainable, that mm-hmm. are organic and biodynamic, and just like Tablas Creek that, uh, you know, follow organic biodynamic and now, you know, are on this regenerative thing. But to me, uh, there is a sense of kind of like teams. You know, I look at it as like wineries are now saying, you know what, I'm team sustainable. I am team regenerative. I am team biodynamic. And I, I – for me, I'm looking at it from a consumer perspective saying, you know, what did the wine industry, you know, how does the wine industry kind of bring all this together for the <laughs> consumer? Right. And, 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 it, and that's what I'm, that's my biggest challenge right now is again, this is how it all started. Ron, for me was I was shopping for avocados in California. <laughs> I would get this great deal I'd get this great deal, six for 99 cents or whatever. And then I looked over to the right and I saw this big chalkboard that said organic, you know, and, and by the way, it was three times the price. So I looked over to the person I was shopping with and I said, Hey, what, what, like, why, what does this mean to you organic? Well, they're less chemicals. And I had to ask myself and say, well, I, I really, I think it's, I know it's healthier than than the cheaper version because it says organic, but the reality was, Ron, I didn't know exactly what organic meant. Now, can you imagine? I pick up the organic avocados. I go down the wine aisle, and that's what I saw. I saw all these different labels. And for me as a consumer, I was just confused, and I just didn't know what all this stuff meant. But to make matters even worse, now we have, like I said, these Team Sustainable, Team Regenerative, Team Biodynamic. And I feel like it's just all these different teams. And I'm, I'm hoping, I'm hoping, and I'm, I'm, I'm going to help out. I want to help the consumer out. But I'm hoping that the wine industry brings all this together to help the consumer understand this a little bit better. Good point. Because most people don't know what they mean. They look on the label, they see this yeah. stuff, and they don't know what it means. And they have no idea. I mean, like, uh, the I, I can't think of the winery right now, and I'm 
horrible about this, but we talked to a winery that was completely SIP certified. Um, mm -hmm. What was it? Sells uh, sells to the wind or something? Uh, Mike, you uh, do you recall the name of that winery? Yeah, not off the top of my head, but I do remember okay. what you talked. It, it was. Uh, it was something in reference to sailing, and yeah. oh my gosh, I can't. I'll look mm -hmm. it up though. You know, I'll yeah, look it up. Sails to the wind or something. But they were they were 100% mm -hmm. SIP certified, and we talked to them. They were very proud of this. I mean, it was something that they were just so so ecstatic about the fact that they have this certification mm -hmm. and they've held this certification and all that. And I, you know, I'm in the business. I I try to keep myself up on this mm -hmm. stuff, and I'd never heard of it. And you you put that on the label for sale on a shelf. We are SIP certified, and people go, yeah, I like to sip my wine. Good, and that's about <laughs> about the knowledge of it. And it just right. they, they really do need to educate the consumer, and not just the wine knowledgeable consumer, but the yeah. everyday man needs to be educated yeah. more on the different. Areas. I mean, well, without going through the whole list again, but all the different ones. Right. Right. Yeah. I, I tell you, Rod. You know, I again, I, I tell people I am new to this. I have three years, uh, you know, storytelling and learning about beer, wine, and spirits. You know, and I'm fascinated behind behind all the science and art of it all. And I have to put myself in the consumer's, you know, seat here and and. When it, was, when it was brought to me, my attention, like I told you, when I was in the, the store shopping and then I got to the wine section, I was even more confused. I had to then, I deep dived into the research and I looked at all of them. And there's, you know, and the stories that I'm, I'm telling now is about biodynamic and regenerative because that is something that I'm passionate about and I can mm -hmm. believe in and that I could relate to. Uh, and so, and then, and then the next thing came about was, okay, uh, you know, let's show, I wanted to show people through, you know, my videos of what that looks like and what that entails from experts within the industry. And I, I just felt like these other certifications, I think they're great. Um, I just, I just feel like they need to do a better job at uh, explaining to the consumer, like we've, we've, we've been talking about uh, for the cons consumer to pay that money you know, for that bottle of wine. So exactly, and they do. You know, I mean, I've I have a confession to make. I I used to say, mm -hmm. you know, what is the difference? What is the difference between a bottle of wine that's just made, uh, a bottle of mm -hmm. wine that's made organic, and a bottle of wine that's made biodynamic? And I was I used to say, well, you know, I would think that there's not that much of a difference if you tried them side by side by mm -hmm. side. But I'm starting yeah. to lean toward the other direction now on the fact that there is going to be a yeah. difference. It may be subtle, but there is going to be a difference between the three different styles. And or even the four mm -hmm. style, if you go into sip and you know and uh you know, sustainable and all this other stuff. I mean there there is going to be a difference in the quality of what's in the bottle. But mm -hmm. people and like you just said, and it's so true, people say, Well, why should I spend an extra two dollars for this one that says biodynamic when I can buy a Cabernet Sauvignon just like it says on this other label for two or three dollars less. Yeah. And people I, are educated. I, I, 
I 100% agree. You know, at you know, at at the end of the day, when I looked at all of this and and to put my time, energy, and effort into telling the stories, uh, the one I, I felt more connected to was obviously regenerative uh, in the wine industry, obviously Tablas Creek leading the, leading the charge on that. Yes. Um, the reason why is because we could talk about, you know, global warming, you know, and, and this, that, and the other. And what I know I believe in as a, as a creator, uh, you know, of videos is that there, the biodiversity in my opinion is, is being ripped apart, you know, and that again, you know, we could, we could debate that all day long, Right. But what I love is is that there's wineries that are seeing, and this is what has been great about traveling the world, is winemakers are very good bookkeepers of temperature. And mm. as I travel to South Africa, to Croatia, to now California and Washington, um, I've talked to winemakers that have been documenting in Croatia for 30 years, and they've seen an upwards of, you know, shifts in, in temperature change, you know. Um, so, you know, for me, you know, that, the, the, the regenerative and the farming and bringing it back to understanding the soil and how to not sustain something, but to regenerate it for me was much more fascinating and something that I believe in and something that I want to uh, put my money towards, you know, if, mm. if, if, if I was to see that on it, but again, it comes down to I'm educating myself. But I'm also saying, look, I am, I am a content creator and I'm going to educate the masses and my following on this too as well, that hopefully after they watch this episode of me explaining, you know, the 2021 wine season and what regenerative farming is, they're going to go ahead and say, you know what, I understand what, what Jeff's saying. I understand what Jeff believes in. I, I believe in these wineries that are doing this. I'm going to go ahead and spend that uh, money too as well. That makes sense. And I hope, I hope it does. hope it catches on a little bit more as an aside here yeah. Jeff, have you are you familiar with the yeah. movie um wine and war i am not no okay. I, I have this not is that. uh i i interviewed the the two directors and the author of this it is about wine in croatia and the mm. war going on over there and um uh, just the whole thing is it's a great like a 90 minute movie it's available online all proceeds go to a uh, hospital a children's hospital in Barat and so it's it's something you might be very interested in uh, it's it's really a great movie they uh, talk about how tough it is making wine over there and how it's lasted through the years and stuff and it, it's I do highly recommend I think you would enjoy it tremendously so I suggest yeah, you. I'm writing it down right now, Ron. I pr- yeah. I appreciate that. I'm always I'm always interested in in uh, learning learning about uh, you know wine, and that sounds like an awesome awesome. Yeah, uh, uh, it, it is really an awesome movie. Wine and War. That is the name of it, isn't it? Did I get that? I didn't get that wrong, did I? No. Wineandwar. dot com. You can go to and uh, that will uh, hook you up there. So, yeah, check that out. Um, let's regress a little bit here. You retired from the <laughs> yeah. you retired from the military. What branch were you in? Yeah, I was in the U.S. Army. Um, yeah, spent spent twenty years. Wow. Uh, in in the U.S. Yeah, spent twenty years in the U.S. Army as a as an engineer. Uh, out of that twenty years, five years of that was in combat uh, in Afghanistan and Iraq. So, you know, I'm I'm 
fortunate to be standing here today doing what I'm doing um, with, you know, all the, the brothers and sisters that I did lose uh, during right. combat operations. I appreciate your service and the time you spent and welcome home. Thanks. I, I appreciate that. Yeah. And it's, it, it, it is, it, it's been a, it's been a crazy journey, you know, in 2017, I was, you know, entering the t- 20 years, you know, and, and saying, do I want to make this, do I want to turn this into a 30 year career, you know, and, and I was up for, you know, Sergeant major and, you know, and I'm looking wow. at it and, and the army is all I knew. It was all I knew. And, you know, I had to make that decision and say, you know, do I, do I continue that path or do I just do something completely different that I want to do? And ultimately I made that decision and, you know, I, you know, I, I postured myself, you know, financially uh, to be able to start something um, for two to three years. And I will tell you that, yeah, as, as much as I saved financially for three years, that ended up being about one year. <laughs> so, um, but Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I was, I, I thought for sure. I was like, yep. You know, whatever I'm going to do, this will last me three years. Yeah. That went out the window really, really, really quick. Uh, you know, but here's what, I, Ron, here's what I noticed. Here's what I noticed, Rod, is I didn't want to be a number two. I didn't want to be a number seven. I didn't want to be a nine. I didn't want to be any, I didn't want to go work for somebody else. I wanted mm-hmm. to create something. So I knew if I was going to leave the military, separate from the military, retire from it, I wanted to, to, to start my own business. And, you know, I had to really, I, you know, I wrote a list of pa- what are my uh, passions because that travel was the constant because I loved traveling. Obviously, I did a lot of it in the military. And then I wrote mm-hmm. a list of passions down of things that I wanted that I loved doing. And that was going back to my childhood, you know, things that I did in the Army. And uh, I'm not going to bore you with the list that I had unless you, you want to know, Ron. But I will <laughs> tell you on number, round number four, and number four or five was, beer, wine, and spirits. And, and the reason why is, if you can imagine, I was, you know, a 21-year-old kid uh, that just got orders to Vicenza, Italy, you know, uh, out of airplanes over, over in Italy, right? Now, where Vicenza's located at, you know, you've got Suave, you know, right down the road. Uh-huh. You've got Verona. You've got – so if you can imagine, I sit down for the first time as a 21-year-old kid, and I get served the you know the the polenta and the regional food and then i get this bottle of table wine right in a in a, in a glass and i'm like oh, i don't know what the heck this is they pour it i drink it i'm like wow this isn't bad at all you know and uh and so i asked the, i asked the waitress in my broken italian of of you know can i see the bottle and she brings it to me and i was just fascinated by the one by the label and I just wanted to know how it was made and who made it. Mm-hmm. And so if you can imagine, while I was stationed, in, I would ride my motorcycle. I had my motorcycle back then, you know, heritage soft tail with saddlebags. I could put, <laughs> and I figured it out to a T, Ron. I had six bottles on each side. Six bottles could fit perfect. on one side of the, the saddlebag, six on, six on the other. So I could get 12 and, head, get back case. and head back to base. Yep, get a case. Uh, and I would, I would search for these wineries that I would try. And I was, I loved it. It was, it was, I found myself doing that on the weekends, uh, you know, in between, you know, training and whatnot is I would, I would try these wines and this is, this is pre smartphone, right? So I could, I could Google and, and find this thing really easy, but I would go search and I would find these wineries and I would 
they would show me the process. I would taste their wines, and I, I just became fascinated. Now, now after I would say 2005, 2006, you know, here I am now getting getting uh, moving bases, and now I'm in the wonderful world of Bomberg, Germany, the land of beer, uh-huh. the mecca, the beer gardens, <laughs> Eden of beer, right? <laughs> and um, I'm now I'm in a whole different world. Now, mind you, you know, I always I always love beer. I love beer, wine, and spirits. But again, I'm in this whole new region, beer, and I'm getting these smoked beers that I've never tried. And I'm looking at, again, looking at the label saying, who makes this and how the hell is this made? How are they putting this smoke in this beer? Um, So you could imagine, you know, uh, you know, as I, you know, this curiosity and stuff, I, you know, as I'm writing my list of passions, you know, fast forward, you know, 2001, I'm separated. uh, I'm, I'm saying, you know what, let's give this a try. Uh, travel. I love traveling. That's the constant. And so I write to 50, 50 breweries, wineries, and distilleries. And Ron, guess, guess, guess how many I had. I, yep, one. One, one? one wrote back and said, I don't know who this crazy guy is that wants to learn about this, and, and, uh, but hey, come on in. And I will tell you, Ron, the, the one, that one that said yes in the very beginning was a brewery by the name of Delirium. The big pink elephant out of Belgium. Oh, uh, yeah, it, yeah. yeah, it's it's yeah. Now all the other fit, you know, were you know, but the one, the right one, said yes, and that's yeah. what really started this journey for me. And at that time, I was just blogging about it and writing, you know. So I'd go in and I'd make the beer. I would learn. I would I would tell the brewery, say, hey, you know, I will I will write a blog and tell you, you know, talk about your guys' story, and I'll write it. I'll put it on my website. Well, I found out, Ron, that I was not a very good writer. <laughs> I did not write to save my life. But I will, I will tell you this much. When I connected the dots to this, I, wrote, I looked back to when I was in, you know, third, fourth, fifth grade. And I remember, you know, second grade, excuse me, second, third, and fourth grade. And I remember I would be, I would win awards for writing stories. But I remember my grades were always a C, uh, C plus <laughs> at best. Because I did not, I, and still to this day, I, there are run-ons, and you never want to read anything. I'm, per, I'm pretty sure my emails to you to get on this podcast were probably, you know, just as horrible. So, but anyway, uh, I remember, I, I remember I would, I would, I was a great storyteller, Ron. And I, you know, I wrote really good stories. I just was not good at writing. And, you know, so when I, when I blog, when I was blogging about this, and it wasn't very good, the great thing was, is people were fascinated by the story. I'd come back and say, guess what? I just, I just made beer with delirium. And somebody said, why don't you film this? Why don't you, I would love to see this. And I was like, you know what? I was in the military. I was shying away from cameras. I was saying, I don't even want to be in front of a camera. And so, you know, a couple other breweries said yes. Again, I'm sending out emails, you know, one brewery's distillery winery would say yes 40 of them would say no uh, and then I was thinking and I said you know what if I was 70 or 80 years old uh, you know and I didn't you know and I didn't film this or at least try um, would I regret this and and without a hesitation I would say hell yes I would regret this mm-hmm. and so I, I I picked up a camera and uh, you know the winery that said yes or the brewery that said yes the distillery that said yes um, I would go and film in return. 
I would say, you know, hey, uh, you know, teach me what you know. Um, and that's how this whole beer, wine, and spirits channel started. And, uh, you know, my, my passion is learning the art and science. I didn't want to sit in a classroom for two to three years. I wanted to go learn from the best around the globe. And in exchange, I knew that I was a pretty good storyteller, and I still have so much to learn, you know. Um, I, I've been jumping. I always tell people I've been jumping out of airplanes, shooting gun, guns and blowing stuff up for the last 20 years. Uh, and only really tapping into this creative of storytelling for the two and a half years. Um, but I think there's something there that I'm looking forward to. And, uh, you know, now uh, fast forward to, to 2021 and I, I rarely get any no's anymore, Ron. No, <laughs> a lot good. of yeses now. That's fantastic. Yeah. After a period of time, people start. And you know, the industry that you are, uh, that you are, are in the spirit beer wine they are pretty open and pretty friendly about letting people come in and talk with them and film and you know, all that i i have never had much of a problem i call up wine reason and say i do a blog talk program i like to interview you and I, and people jump on it they love it it's just they like talking about what they do because they are so passionate about what they do hundred percent Ron. And you, can you imagine when, especially now you get an email and it's not even about, you know, me swirling the glass, tasting the product and giving a review. Right. I, I feel there's a lot of people that are doing a very good job of that. I don't want to jump into that red ocean. I'm no, like, no. okay, I don't even want to do that. I'm late in the game on that. So I said, you know what, let me come be at one, be an extra hand at your winery, brewery or distillery and show behind the scenes, of how the product is made. And you're exactly right. You know, though, you know, being able to, to sit down and talk with those people and the winemaker and the, the, the people that assist in making all these amazing products, the, you said it best, they're passionate. And that, oh. you know, I, that resonates, that resonates on my videos, you know? And so it, it's, it's such an honor and I've learned so much and I use like, it's funny because, you know, I love the, the, you know, the Wine Spirit Education Trust and, you know, all these little weekend courses and stuff like that. I think they do a great job of educating. For me, it's a check on learning. You know, I, went, I was in Napa telling a story and I, I was like, oh, there's a level two in wine. I was like, let me sign up for that and, and check on learning from what I've learned <laughs> from traveling around, you know. And uh, so I, I jump into those courses. I learn a lot while I'm there, but I also uh, – take a lot of what I've learned from all these amazing winemakers and all these awesome, you know, regions uh, from around the world and apply that. Um, and yes, for the record, I've, I've passed each and every one of my, uh, my tests that I've taken for that. <laughs> oh, I mean, yeah. Uh, you, you have certifications then you have, you have letters past your yeah. name. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I, like I said, I'm a, I'm more on the pro side of learn by doing, um, you yeah. know, if you go to my social media feeds, you know, you'll see, I push for that. I get so many people saying, Jeff, you know, I want to learn more about beer. Well, where do you, where are you from? California? Where at San Diego? Well, dude, you have 160 breweries, go clean the <laughs> toilets and go learn how, how to make beer. And that blows people's minds. Ron, yeah. it blows people's minds. That's the old school way. That wasn't, that, that's not far removed from what we learned. 30 years ago, you know, yeah. I would rather go sit and get a certification and put a title towards my name and not have any practical knowledge of it. And I'm not 
saying, you know, I, I'm not saying anything bad about that. All I'm saying is I don't believe in that. I believe in, you know, if you want to learn something, there's no better way than to meet the raw, you know, the Rons of the world that have been doing this for years and years and years and, and do just it. sit down with him and do it. Yeah. hundred percent. Yeah. And do it. That, you know, that's how I, I, I don't have any letters after my name for wine or anything, but I, I, I've learned all this stuff. I've been in the industry off and on for years and years and years. And it just, it's a passion for me also. And it's something that I mm-hmm. continuously try to grow in. But, you know, I tell people there's no way, even if you live to be a million years old, are you going to know everything there is to know about wine? And that's not yeah. even including beer and spirits. That's just wine. So it's I agree. a continuous ongoing thing. Uh, I mentioned beer and spirits. Why did you diversify so much into beer and spirits also? I mean, wine is and can be pretty much a full-time uh, adventure. Yeah, I, I agree. And, and, and that's a great question, Ron. And, and it merely comes down to the barrier to entry to competition. You know, if you want to say, wow, this guy's doing great. I want to do what he's doing and copy, you know, copy what I'm doing uh, or, <laughs> or come into competition with me. Guess what? You're going to have to learn beer, wine, and spirits. <laughs> and I'm going to tell you something. And I'm going to tell you something. And spirits, when I look into that, it's not the ooh, ghost, boo. No, it's whiskey, vodka, gin. So guess what? You want to come compete with me? You got to not only travel the world, you not only got to make content that I'm producing, but guess what? I'm not just getting into wine. I'm getting into beer and I'm getting into all the spirits too. So that was the, that was, I, I read a book, Ron. I read a book when I first started to think about this and I'm a, I'm a military guy. I, there's a bit of strategy of, in, in what I do. And, you know, uh, you know, one of the books that I read was Blue Ocean Strategy. I don't know if you've read that. Uh, yeah. And basically, the, yeah, ba- yeah, basically the book is saying, hey, uncontested market space. You know, think about how, you know, uh, you know how are you going to do that? Red Ocean is what I look at, and you can look across social media. Uh, you know, it's, it's the Instagram feeds that have just the bottles, you know, and the labels right. and a brief description about it. How many people are doing that? If you go across social media feeds, Facebook, yeah. Instagram, um, and listen, you know, that's fine. But for me, that's a red ocean. You're competing with a lot of people. Now, yes. you come over to my Instagram feed and you see, you see me, you know, you know, working in the vineyard. You see me, you know, doing stuff in, in the cellar. You see me sampling out of barrels. That's a lot different than that bottle picture right there. You see what I mean? So that, and that's yeah. essentially, that's essentially why, you know, that's essentially why I, I chose beer, wine and spirits. And the other thing too, Ron, to be quite honest with you, I'm passionate about all three. I love it. I love a good glass of whiskey with, with, you know, having a, uh, with a cigar and a little bit of peace of mind after, after a long week of, of filming. Right. I love, I, I enjoy wine, you know, during dinner. Um, and I, I find myself, you know, drinking wine most majority of the days as a reward mechanism for, you know, the countless hours I'm trying to figure out um, how to navigate this uh, journey of beer, wine, and spirits. Uh, you know, I love a good high life, you know, when I'm watching a football game uh, or a good craft beer when I'm traveling around. So it all depends on, 
you know, the, the, the people I'm around, the atmosphere I'm around, but I love it all, Ron. That's, and that's really where it comes down to. And I'm passionate about learning it all. And again, it's that endless journey you talked about, you know, that it, am I ever going to learn everything? No. No. Damn it, that feeds me <laughs> day in. Ron, that feeds me day in and day out, right? Because I know it's, you know, at the end of the day, I'm, I, my goal every day is to accomplish that. I want to tell every brewery, winery, distillery story. You know, and I and when I tell people that, they're like, dude, this dude really has been drinking a lot of wine. <laughs> or, or I don't know what this dude does. But that's what feeds, that's what feeds the day in and day out uh, is, is knowing that that's my goal. And I won't stop it until I do that. Um, and we'll see where it, where it goes. But that's, that feeds the fire, Ron. That feeds the well, fire. You... Wine has, we just talked about all these certifications you can get and all these different letters you can get past your name by, you know, getting certificates in wine. Does beer and spirits have anything equivalent to that? Yeah. So I I will, so right now I'm going through uh, a beer certification program. It's a year long program Mm -hmm. in San Diego uh, you know, so tequila has that down in Mexico where you can go in and learn um, and get a certificate for, uh, oh. you know, there's these weekend warrior, there's a, there's a, a, a slew of weekend warrior courses that I won't get into, but you know, like whiskey, be, be, you know, you can, you can have this title after a three day course of, you know, learning about whiskey um, and so on and so forth. So yeah, oh. there's, there's so many different ranges. Um, you know, for me, I, I wanted to learn about beer. I wanted to, again, check on learning from all the breweries. But more importantly, you know, I wanted to go down to the Mecca or what I think to be the Mecca of, of beer, and that was San Diego, because the, the you know, the, the, the professors, the people that are teaching this are – you know, the ballast points, the stone breweries, these, these major breweries, these are the brewers that are in a day in and day out and who better to learn from than, than people like that. So uh, I, you know, so, so that's where, that's where I'm at now. And, and for example, I'm getting ready to move to Edinburgh, Scotland in mm. August, pending uh, how the, how the pandemic uh, is going at that time, but I'm going to Harrod and Watt, which is a uh, world renowned, school for beer and distilling and i'm going to go learn you know how to distill um to add that to you know my repertoire and to you know um hopefully you know pass on a lot more knowledge you know to to people that are following me i look at i look at my journey and the people that follow me is 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 is, is like you know how call you know you you take your 101 classes you take your 201 you know you take your three it's an evolution of learning and right now I'm just talking about the basics because that's what I, where I'm at in my learning experience. So, you know, when I come into wine, I'm not talking about these, you know, the, the, the esters and how fermentation is impacting this varietal and so on and so forth. I'm talking about just the, how wine is made, how red wine basics. is made, yeah, uh, you know, basics, right? So mm-hmm. that's where I'm at in my video. And now I'm getting more into, you know, I did a, a you know, what is fermentation in wine when I was in Croatia? Uh, you know, so just, just the basics of fermentation, um, you know, so now we're getting into a little bit more into like, I would say the evolution of my knowledge base uh, and getting into a little bit more of, you know, regenerative farming 
um, and, and getting more into the weeds of the winemaking process. And the same goes for I'm getting ready to go into beer styles um, for beer and, and, and whiskey. I'm getting ready to – I'm launching an episode actually Monday uh, about Texas whiskey and, and talking about that. So, you know, it, it starts with the basics. And people come along on my journey with me to, again, to learn with me and to come along with this ride. And, you know, the great thing about it is, you know, it's, it's not only – it's a video, it's a vlog, right? And I can go back and I can reference all of that if I have any questions, you know, going oh, back to yeah. my first video, which I'm not going to lie, Rod, it's, it, it, I thought it was the best thing since sliced bread, but <laughs> that video was horrible. When, when, uh, and I look back, I look back at the, even the evolution of my channel and the growth even on the video and production side of things is so much better today than that. But I could still go back to that and say how wine is made in South Africa with the oldest winery in South Africa, Grove Constantia, uh, and, and learn the basics of it. Um, so, and, and that's what I love, uh, you know, what I'm doing with, with beer wine. Well, passing. Passing this on to people, too, I think that's that is as important as what you are learning yourself because it gives people a chance to start understanding the basic. Like, you know, like I said at the beginning of the show, I'm trying to make wine less intimidating and more friendly. And I think you're trying to do the same thing when you're including beer and spirits with it. And that's yeah. it's important because people don't understand a lot of the stuff, you know, why well, like this? Why? Yeah. Well, because I just do. And they don't understand some of the stuff that's involved with it. Uh, and so you give them that education, which I think is important. Yeah. And that's, that's how I came across your, you know, your channel, you know, I'm always searching for, for people that I can relate to, uh, you know, and, and you, you digest it and make it very easy to, to understand. So, and, and I really appreciate that. You know, I always, I always tell people the, you know, when I sit down in, at a restaurant uh, and enjoy a bottle of wine and a song comes over, the best songs that I've, I've had, you know, are not throwing out critical information, you know, um, they're throwing out the story. And what I found mm-hmm. is that, is that I can connect to a wine better when I understand the story better than you trying to, you know, can, then, then you trying to relate, you know, it tastes like this, it tastes like that. It tastes, you know, so I, you know, for me, that's what I'm all about is first and foremost, I want to bring an education. I want to, I want to bring people, uh, you know, to, a, to an understanding of it that, that is digestible for everybody. Uh, but more importantly, I'm all about the story and, and telling the story of, of it. So, and that's, that's really what it's about for me. And that's a great approach. I, I really I uh, like the idea that you can tell a story behind anything. And I, I think the good interviews that I've had, the wineries do that, and it's important. I, so I you know, want to throw that out. Mike, you have any questions or anything for Jeff? Uh, no, you uh, already asked about certifications, which I was curious about. Um, but uh, I, I I did go back and uh, did look up uh, Nathan Carlson from mm. Center of Effort. Uh, he was he's one of the ones that was uh, uh, SIP certified, and uh, also uh, Greg Brewer uh, from Jackson Family. Uh, he said all their vineyards are SIP certified. Uh, mm-hmm. So um, I forgot about that one, but I knew uh, I remembered Nathan. But uh, I was like, oh yeah, Greg Brewer. 
when I was searching. Yeah, you know, we also talked him a month or so ago too. Yeah. Yep, January twenty eighth. Yeah, for, I just, uh, for Greg. Yeah, I, I had the honor to meet meet Greg. We we we've, we've been in talks about uh, you know trying trying to do something, uh, you know, with him. Um, I know he's you know he's doing some amazing amazing things, um, winning some mm-hmm. great great awards. And I I listened to in fact. You know, when I was uh, running this morning, I was listening to the uh, to your guys' podcast. So, a uh, huge amount of respect for what Greg's doing, and I had the honor to to meet and talk with him and try his amazing wine. So it was awesome. Yeah, it's it's just it was funny because we talked about sip about you know, six months ago, and then all of a sudden he came up and was talking about his sip certification, and it just surprised me. We're we're hearing more and more about it, and. It's a good thing. It's yeah. uh, a, a commitment to that SIP certification, though. Why? It's you, you know one of the things I've been talking and and this past week, and I'm I'm fortunate enough. Uh, I just got an email this morning with Paul Dolan. I don't know if you're obviously. I'm I'm sure you're you're familiar with with him. I might be pronouncing his last name wrong, but uh, he's the one that kind of curated. You know, has been pushing the the biodynamic and the regenerative <clears throat> stuff. Oh yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. So, you know, but, you know, I, I was, I was talking to, to Peter works at, at Ampelos. And one of the things, again, it goes back to what we, we originally started this conversation out with is, you know, how do, how does the wine industry look at all these different certifications and make it easy for the consumer to understand? And right. I think, I think I'm, I'm Ron, I'm not going to lie. I, I think I've, I've I've made it my mission to work with whatever who or whoever in the wine industry uh, through what I can bring to the table, which is storytelling through video and my platform of you know and the social currency that I can bring um, to help in that because I think that's what is needed the most and uh, and I look they're all great they're all doing amazing things um, mm-hmm. you know. I just, I, you know, and, and I respect each and every one of those organizations that have all these different certifications. But more importantly, we, we have to get back to, you know, why the consumer and why am I paying money for that SIP or for that, you know, organic, you know, even, you know, biodynamic and so on and so forth. So, right. and, I, and I'm, I'm ready to take the charge, Ron, and I... Uh, you know, I hope I hope we can we can talk more about how we can figure figure that out moving forward. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I uh, I interviewed a winery, and I don't re- again. I'm horrible about names, but I interviewed a winery in Mendocino uh, County that was fully biodynamic, and that was mm-hmm. a very interesting interview. I, I don't know when it was and all that, but if I can yeah. find find it i will send you send you the name you can listen to that episode rod Rod, what do you what do you feel what do you feel about the crystals and the lunar cycles and the bearing of the cow horns and stuff like that you know i I, here's the thing i and i and i here's the here's here's the thing about it is i pushed i pushed ampelos because they're biodynamic on it and and you'll see in this the and i'm following again i'm following them uh, what is biodynamic wines through the wine season? Um, I right now find it a little bit hokey, but here's the thing. Their wines are amazing. And I cannot yeah. prove that that does it or not. Yeah. But what I do know, what I, what I do know, Rod, is that, <laughs> that if that may be the case, I don't want them to change that. 
continue to bury that stuff. You know what I mean? So, uh, you know, for me, yeah. So for me, I'm, you know, it's, you know, for me, it was, it's unraveling that for the consumer, right? Because when I read about it again, it's, it is hokey, but if I can showcase that, which we are, I'm going to be, I'm going to be working. And that's, that's the other thing wrong in my episodes, you know, I'm kind of like the self-proclaimed, I will self-proclaim this, but I'm like the Mike Rowe, of the beer wine and in, uh, spirits industry. So I, you know, when I make, I, when I talk about tequila, you know, I'm working, you know, uh, when we, when we're doing the regenerative farming, guess who's herding the sheep, this guy, uh-huh. <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? I'm doing that and I'm planting the, the, the cover crops, right? I'm, I'm working, I'm pruning, which by the way, I learned when I tried to prune the whole pruning staff, you know, the people going through the vineyard pruning were laughing at me hysterically because I was at one, you know, spot for probably 20 minutes figuring and out they finished the row. how the hell do I prune this. <laughs> and, finished the row, and they finished the row and they were looking at me like, and I'm thinking to myself, do I cut here? Do I cut this? What if I cut this? It will not, it will not go right. Oh my God. And I'm, I'm like talking myself out of cutting all these different things while they completely did the road. So yeah. uh, anyway, I don't know where I was going with this. I don't know where I was going with this all, but uh, you know, my, my biggest thing, Ron, is, is that, you know, I take these stories like biodynamic, you know, I show everything about it to include, you know, the lunar cycles, to include X, Y, and Z of it all that people read, and I actually do it. And I will, and I will tell you, regardless of, of whether that you believe in it or not, it makes a damn good wine of the biodynamic wines that I've tried. I will showcase that through video. And I'll let the consumers decide whether they uh, they believe it or not. Well, there, we've talked to that one in Mendocino, and I think we talked to one other. I can't remember where it was uh, where it was located, but the one in Mendocino, you know, jumps out at me for some reason. And uh, mm-hmm. he was passionate. I mean, you talk about passionate. Yeah. Uh, he was. Oh, yeah. He was passionate about his biodynamic farming. Uh, it was something that, you know, this was you know, in his opinion. The world should be switching over to biodynamic because that's the only way to really farm. And it's a sustainable type farming, but it's just uh, it's one step further, obviously. And uh, but I've talked about biodynamic quite a bit in past episodes. Again, uh, you know, how big of a difference does it make? Well, to the consumer out there. Probably not a lot. I mean, I I drink wine. I can tell the difference. Mm -hmm. Uh, You drink wine. You can tell the difference. But can Mary and Joe Smith, who buys wine, you know, three or four days a week, tell the difference between biodynamic and not biodynamic? I don't know. I don't think so. Yeah, such a good point. Such a good point. And, you know, yeah, I I, I agree, you know. But at that point, it's, it's it's you and I educating the consumers about it, or right. they look at it and say, "What? Who has the cooler label?" <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, I don't know. A lot. I, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've talked about but, that too. Yeah, Believe I, me, and, that's you know, labels sell they, they, without question. But but this, you know, all these different certifications and everything else, it, it, the key to it. And it's great that all these wineries have this stuff and all that, and I love talking with them. I just the key to it is I hope mm-hmm. people listen to my podcast, so they are educated about yeah. all these different things, and that's really more important yeah. than just talking to them. People need to understand what yeah. they are, what they do, and 
make decisions themselves if a biodynamic wine is better than an organic or an organic is better than the sustainable or is better than, you know, you can go through the whole list and I yeah. like this or I like this and understand the differences, not just because somebody tells you you should like them. Yeah, no, great point, Ron. And, and like I said, you're doing your part via, you know, uh, podcast. You know, I'm doing my part via video, right? We, t- we look at all the forms of content people can consume, you know, and, and I think Written's doing a really good job of that. But uh, I think I think we need more people like, like yourself that make it, e- again, easy, easily digestible uh, and people can really come in and see your content and, and listen to three or four podcasts about biodynamic and really get an understanding and a good grasp of that. And they can also come to, you know, what I'm doing on the video side of things on my YouTube channel, um, and then take what they've learned from, from you, right, from the podcast, and then actually get to see that applied through video. So, yeah. and, and that's what's yeah. great about connecting. That's, that's what's so great about connecting with you, Ron, um, is one, learning, but two, being able to, uh, you know, being able to teach, you know, the consumer, psalms, whoever's out there, uh, you know, through, through uh, you know, through audio and, and, and through video, to, to help them pass on to, to the basic consumers or whoever, whoever wants to know about stuff like biodynamic regenerative farming and so on and so forth. Now the basic consumer is what drives the whole system. And so we really need them to understand more, I think. And that's, that's in my opinion, what it's all about, you know, passing on information to them. You know, I agree. Stuff. And agree. And, and, and that's the great of what the position I'm in, you know, I, again, I tell people all the time, you know, I, I, 2017, I retired from the army, you know, this, I'm getting April of, of 2021. This is year three of, of, you know, my approach to learning about beer, wine, and spirits, um, you know, being hands-on learn by doing, you know, and you know, that's, Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, every time you say beer, I'm... wine, and spirits, I always chuckle because it's such a yeah. big, big, big area. I yeah. mean, you know, it's you say so, wine, I go, so wow, is. that's pretty big. Or beer, that's pretty big. Or spirits, that's pretty But beer, wine, and spirits, yeah. I always <laughs> think, yeah. oh, my God, you, you've got yourself a handful there. I, I got I I do Ron and I'm ready to take on that challenge. I'm not gonna lie. Uh, there there's there's some days that are e- easier than others. Uh, <laughs> I'm ready to I'm ready I'm ready to take on that challenge. And you know it's it, it's so great and I I love it. You know I'm I'm uh you know I have I look actually I'm looking um at you know I'm looking at three books that are are really right next to me. And the books that I have is one is the Terroir of Whiskey written by Rob Arnold. The, oh. next, the next one, the next one is the Dirt Guide to Wine that was written by uh, Alice uh, Fearing. Uh, you know, so that, again, wine. You talk about spirits, and then I've got a book on beer that talks about malt, a practical guide from field to brew house. You see what I mean? So those Hell are yeah. all three books that I'm consuming. Um, but for me, you know, you know, for me, it's so great to be able to bounce back and forth, uh, and tell stories, you know, are you, you know, are you going to do, do I see myself or comparing myself to a song or, you know, to, to, a, to the Rons of the world? No, you guys are in that one field. You guys know <laughs> uh-huh. a hell of a lot more 
than what I would ever be able to learn. My thing is, is to be able to look at the stories presented in all three categories, you know, and, 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 and pick the ones that fascinate me and I'm going to go to tell it, you know, and some of the stories that are on the horizon or how is Armagnac made, you know, I was mm. going to go make, uh, I was going to go, uh, before the pandemic hit, I was going to go over to Italy and make San Giovese, you know, wine. And, ah. uh, you know, so I was going to go over there and showcase that, um, you know, so I'm going to be talking about mead. You see what I mean? And these are all yeah. stories that I am fascinated about. And I believe that, you know, a lot more people, a lot more consumers now, you know, are, are, are wondering, you know, what is, what goes on actually, what is in that bottle of wine? I think more and more people are starting to understand that. I don't know your yeah. opinion, Ron, you yeah, know, that's 20 years ago or 10 years ago. Yeah. And so I, I luck, luck may be that I came in this at the right time, but, um, but yeah, I, I'm, I'm fortunate to be able to, to travel and, and be able to tell the stories and show people what it looks like to make all these amazing products in the alcohol industry, uh, behind the scenes and interview winemakers, brewers, and distillers, like you said, that are passionate. Um, and you know, you're, so it's, it's awesome. You're so passionate about it. It's contagious too. I think as people listen to you talk, uh, uh, your videos, everything. I did look at some of your videos and all that before the show here uh, over the last couple of weeks and some of the stuff that you've done and, and uh, Facebook and all this. And you're passionate about what you do and you're excited about what you do and you believe in what you do and that is contagious. It really does pass on to other people out there. And so if they... Uh, get a chance. I want to mention some. You mentioned something earlier about sitting on the porch having mm-hmm. a glass of wine and a cigar. I interviewed yeah. a guy, uh, Cap uh, Kaplowitz uh, was. Uh, he's got a, a media site and he does cigars and wine and spirits. And I became a part of his roundtable group that uh, we record and he puts online. Also, I will send you the links to him because I think you would enjoy the, uh, uh, his interviews. He's interviewed a whole bunch of people over the years in the industry and not just wine, but uh, spirits and stuff. And I will send you a link to him and to the round table, all that other stuff. So you can check all that out. So, uh, I'll get those out to you over the next right. couple of days. That sounds great, Ron. Yeah, and I really appreciate it. And that's what's great about, you know, I, I always, when I link up with somebody that uh, who is also passionate, they, they end up sending me to three or other, uh, three, four, five other people that are also passionate. Uh, <laughs> and it, it, it makes it, my Rolodex is fill, has, has, has filled up very fast, uh, but it, it's been amazing, you know. And I'll just touch a little bit on just, you know, for the passion. Uh, you're right. I love this. You know, I'm going on year three of this, and I'm just as hungry as I was when I got, you know, one yes for 50 no's. You know, uh-huh. it, 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 it's something it, – there's something remarkable about finding something you love to do, uh, you know, and you wake up every day loving, love, you know, loving doing it. And right. I will tell you, you know, I work, I, I work just as hard as anybody else, but I tell you what, I cannot wake up to do what I'm doing each and every day. So, and I appreciate it. I'm, I'm thankful. I'm grateful that, uh, you know, people recognize that, that you were able to recognize that through my videos. It means a lot. 
Yeah, it it does. You do you do show your passion. Well, before we get off, any any other comments, Mike? Before uh, before I have just yeah, I was, gonna, I, I was just wondering about the production of his videos. Uh, I, I've done live audio remotes. It's another gig I have, but uh, you know, basically, I just plug in a mic into the phone or a USB port, point it at the guest, and talk. But you're doing video. I mean, you've got camera angles, you've got lighting. You know, is this going to be in the shot? You know. I'm not sure what, how much time that is uh, takes up, but it's considerably more. But are you mm-hmm. a one-man production crew, or are you going out, you know, to these places solo and setting up everything? Uh, do you do your own post-processing? I mean, uh, it, it, it's a much, it's much different than just audio. There's there's yeah. more involved with it. No. I'm just if, if, yeah, it's a great it's a great question, and it's it's funny that you say that because a lot of people when they watch my episodes. I do put a lot of effort and energy into creating dynamic visuals and storytelling. Um, you know, I, I will never forget a Steve Martin quote, it, you know, and it's, it stuck with me when I first started. It was, he said, be so good that they can't ignore you. And so each and every time I go out and, you know, that is my main goal to be better every day. And when I show up to these wineries, they say, and I knock on the door, it's me. And I have one videographer. So and they look at me and say, wait a minute, where's everybody else? And that's a sign of a truly, you know, they're like, where's your sound guy? Where's this? And I'm like, literally, it's just me and a videographer. So, you know, depending on the equipment and the shots, uh, usually we'll take a two camera setup to get that, you know, that wide, that main shot and then, uh, you know, a dirty shot or, or, uh, you know, so those are, those are planned out. Those are all planned out. And, you know, audio, obviously we, you know, uh, you know, we, we, we pay very close attention to, to audio and capturing that. I learned first and foremost, that audio is probably the most important thing <laughs> to, to capture. You can have a great <laughs> video, but if you have crappy audio, it doesn't, it, it just, it, it, it just throws everything else off. Um, but yes, I, I, it, it's, it's methodical planning. Um, you know, I am also on a budget. I am self-funded. Um, I do work with breweries now. I, I was able to, to now monetize uh, what I'm doing after two years, so which is which has been great. Uh, which you know, breweries, wineries, distilleries, if they want social media stuff, they'll be able to uh, pay for that. But uh, but yes, everything is is planned out, um, and that's mm. the, the whole thing. We I talked about when uh, you know we talked about creative, and I talked about you know I was a crappy writer but I was a great storyteller and something that I was able to tap into and I'm still tapping into is that in my head, when I talk about wine, I talk about example for regenerative farming in the wine industry. I see that, that episode play out in my head. I don't know if that makes sense, but that's something I'm Mm -hmm. tapping into more. um, And that everything, all my videos that you see on my YouTube channel are all stuff that I've I've seen uh, that I see in my head play out. And I just, you know, I get the right equipment to be able to capture all that and make it into something you see uh, on my channel. So I, mm. I, I apologize for that being the long, long no, answer to, uh, to whether it should be a short question or a short answer that's to that. But, uh, but that's it. Yeah. Are, are your videos released on certain days or uh, whenever you're ready to go with them? Yeah, so they're so right now due due to COVID because a lot of my travel, uh, a lot of my videos are based off of travel, and COVID obviously put a uh, monkey wrench into that. 
Uh, we were we were putting out twice a week, uh, or once every two weeks, excuse me. And now we went to once every uh, once a month. Um, you know, so my next episode actually is coming out on the fifteenth next Monday, um, which is what is Texas whiskey. Um, so we talk, oh. you know we talk about a new a new you know so, you know we always hear about Kentucky. Uh, but Texas is definitely making waves uh, in the whiskey industry, and uh, I'm very proud of this episode. And again, it's a culmination of the last two and a half years of what I've learned in producing and directing and, and uh, you know, capturing uh, footage of, of, you know, of an episode. And so I look at it, this as looking at it and putting this out and saying, you know what, this is what I've learned. So, and I hope that people, when they look at my YouTube channel, they don't look at just episodes. But they look at episode one to the episode that's coming out on the 15th and see a difference and see a growth and see an evolution because that's what it's all about for me um, is, is getting better, growing, learning every day, not just in beer, wine, and spirits, but obviously, uh, you know, in, in the videos that I produce as well. Yeah, that's fantastic. Uh, uh, so we're talking about the YouTube channel. Um, let us know uh, and everybody out there tuned in. Um, how to get to your YouTube channel and, and how do we can, we can view that in any, any website you have as well, social media. Yeah. 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 Thanks. Yeah. So, you know, I made it easy. I mean, one, because it was for me to remember, not, not for anybody else. I was, man, beer, wine and spirits channel. That, that's something I could search really easy and remember. Uh, so it is YouTube, it, uh, just beer, wine and spirits channel, Facebook. It's the same beer, wine and spirits channel. And then, um, if you want to follow a little bit more of my day-to-day, uh, you can go to Instagram, beer underscore wine underscore spirits. And your website is, do you respond well, to yeah, any? Web... Yeah, so I'm, I'm, it's funny that you say that. Again, I, I go back to, you know, I'm, I'm not a very good writer, but I do, I, I do practice, <laughs> you know, so I'm getting better <laughs> at writing. Uh, <laughs> But it is uh, right now. It it is JeffBeerWineSpirits.com, and I have some really interesting stories. Uh, I, I think I have a little over a hundred stories, um, wow. you know, on my travels. Yeah, about you know beers, uh, interesting beers that I've tried. Uh, you know, related to the stories that I'm telling. Um, you know, when I was in Switzerland, I did the whiskey trek episode. Uh, you know, where we you know hiked around. 20, 26 different mountain inns that had all their individual whiskeys uh, wow. in different barrels. Yeah. And so I filmed an episode about that. But while I was there, I was wondering, I was like, when did the whiskey, you know, when, how, how long you guys have been making whiskey? And they were like, Oh yeah, you know, we just, you know, 1999. And I was like, what? what? <laughs> and, and what do you mean? You guys are making incredible whiskeys, but it's, you know, prohibition. They're like, no, the Swiss law stated that we couldn't use any type of grains to use as, uh, you know, fermentable. So that's why Switzerland is known as, you know, your fruits, you know, uh, the, the fruit oh. and so on and so forth. Yeah. And so stuff like that I wrote about because it's so fascinating that, it, you know, yeah, it is. and same thing when I was, when I was in Iceland and I was talking about, uh, whiskey and beer there, you know, and prohibition, you know, ended, I think it was in the, the late 2000s. So can wow. you imagine a country like that? Yeah. that was in prohibition. Um, you know, they're celebrating their 30th anniversary uh, of it, but yeah. It's, so it's stuff like that, that I've written about. Um, uh, that's on my website that I did not film on my YouTube channel. Mm. 
question, Jeff. Just yep. Quick answer. Where are you from? Where were you born and raised? Yeah, I was born and raised in uh, you know in California. So I was. Were you? Uh, okay. Uh, oh. San, San Dimas, yeah, San Dimas, California, <laughs> which is oh. near, uh, yeah, it's, it's in between LA and and San Diego is the best best okay. way to describe it. Oh, so, so actually, your your home then, you know, back living where you are now. Well, so so funny thing is, is so I moved to San Diego to go through this this brewing program. Uh, but I literally, when I started the journey, and I know I didn't really talk about this or mention, I, I literally sold everything that I own uh, <laughs> to, to go 100% in on this. And I thought, what better way to learn about, you know, you know, beer, wine, and spirits than be in the culture, be in, you know, be around the, the you know, the customs, the culture of it all. So, you know, when I, you see my episodes about Croatia, I was there for 45 days and I talked to people and I said, what are the best stories? You know, my whole goal, and when you watch the episodes, is not only learning about it, you know, and the process of how it's made, but if I am in Croatia, and they and any Croatia, you know, per, you know, people that live in Croatia watch that, they can look at me and say, you know what, that that dude got it right, you know, mm-hmm. he told the right story, and that's and that's what it's all about for me too. That's as well. important, all right? And one other thing, yeah. how many languages do you speak? I, I <laughs> that's a great question. The uh, I can say I can get around in probably probably ten different languages. Uh, really? Only, yeah, only, only Ron, 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 Ron. Only to order a beer, to order a beer, uh, order a wine, oh, and order, order a or something of that nature, <laughs> and ask where the bathroom is at and where the hotel is at. So yeah. I can get around in that way and make my way around to ordering food. Uh, but that's about it. So. <laughs> That's it. Uh, you mentioned different countries. I was just curious. That's all. <laughs> well, yeah. Jeff, thank you so much for taking your time out this evening and talking with us, or this afternoon in your time there. And uh, yeah. uh, in the future, uh, you know, if you find other things you'd like to talk about, email me, and we'll get you back on the program. If I find that you know I'd like to get you back on, I'll get in touch with you. I will contact you with. Uh, some of this information we talked about this evening, I'll send you an email out in the next few days here and uh, best of luck to you. And you're doing a great job of what you're doing there. I I feel a kindred spirit here trying to educate the people uh, about things. And that's just what it's all about. I think so. Thanks. Thanks Thanks so much, Ron. You know, I, I really, really appreciate it. And, and and thank you so much for allowing me to come on your platform oh, and share my, my story. I'm I'm grateful. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. Bye now. All right. Have a good evening. Thank you. Yeah, you guys. Good night. Right. Good, night. Good, night. good night. Good night. Oh well, fun and interesting. All right. Yeah. Who who? Um, how many people? And this is a legitimate question. How many people? Mm-hmm would have the balls to sell everything that they own and jump out into something yeah. like that. Ooh. And it's know. very risky. It's, uh, it's yeah. Uh, yeah. Hmm, that's a risk. <laughs> yeah, it is. It is. It, and, you know, and then COVID hitting him right after, you know, after two years of it and COVID jumping in and hitting him right in the middle of that. Oh, wow. Well. Mm-hmm. That that is the risk. So give him a lot of credit for that too. So 
Yep, keep pushing. But, and uh, I mean, even, even when he was emailing and he said he emailed, you know, 50 breweries and, and one responded. Uh, I yeah. think you've been down that same road before, too. Yes, I have. <laughs> yes, I like, have. Like entire states. Well, we tried to, you know. <laughs> tried to talk those. to these people. Nobody Oregon. responded. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Yeah, you're I right. Remember I, those days. Yeah, I remember those days. <laughs> It's now tough. we're getting I some mean, fantastic uh, guests, you know, contacting yeah. us. But those were, yeah. those were, <laughs> y'all heard me talk a lot more than you heard anybody else talk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're right. Yeah. Yeah. Those, those were good times. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You did, uh, did yeah. Quite, a, quite a bit of shows. <laughs> yeah. Just, uh, Do you have a guest? No, yeah. nobody responded. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Said that a lot. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <clears throat> Oh, uh, that's, uh, I forgot about and, that. You know, <laughs> could be seasonal thing. I don't know. It could could be coming up again. Who knows if it's a seasonal yeah. deal? Because um, ran into that, but we do have a good streak going so far. So uh, that's we good. do. Yeah. Um, we, we have a lot quite of a few. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, uh, we so have uh, 25th, I believe, will be our next guest. Uh, we're, yeah, we do have weeks. a show next week. Yep, but in uh, two weeks we'll have our next guest, Natalie, uh, the chief wine. Um, the chief of wine happiness out of Canada will be yeah. Here. So uh, she should be fun yeah, too. She's interviewed yeah. lots of people herself, you know. So oh yeah, yeah. New York uh, Times, uh, you know, one of uh, she's she's had some major publications there. So uh, we'll be yeah. welcoming her in two weeks. Very good. Um, well, we and will have a next, show next week. And, next week yeah. we'll just have some information for you, just some stuff I've been wanting yeah. to pass on. Then we got a couple mm-hmm. of guests already coming up in March. No date set. The 11th, it looks like, is going to be one. And that looks like it's going to be some people that are now living in Italy who have traveled to the United mm. States around. So they yeah. will, we're looking at the 11th on them. And then another one just contacted us. So we're working out details for that one. So. Yeah. We still got guests coming up. We still got some good shows. We still got, you know, a lot of stuff for you. So thank you for listening mm-hmm. to us. We do really appreciate it. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, y'all have a good week. I don't know if you have any other updates or anything, but uh, nope. we will see you all on the 18th of February, 7 p.m. Eastern Time Live. Or, of course, on I don't know how many networks we're on now. Apple, I think. Um, who else? Uh, anyway, And we get shared on something yeah. we don't even know about. So, yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, we didn't know. Okay. Um, we didn't but uh, know. we'll see you all next week. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for tuning in. And uh, thank you. Have a great week and a great weekend. Thank you. Be uh, safe. Thank you. This concludes tonight's broadcast of All About Wine with your host, Ron. For show information, links to All About Wine on Twitter and Facebook. Or to be a guest on this show, visit the show website at www.allaboutwinebtr.com. Archived shows are available for download on iTunes or on our show page at blogtalkradio.com forward slash allaboutwine. Thank you for listening. Drink responsibly, and we'll see you next time on All About Wine. Mm-hmm.